0: Welcome, this is an awesome podcast, this yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff, It's a lot of whiskey Jeff, Macalino, Jeff Macalino, 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 podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Jeff Macalino podcast, I guess I don't need to say that, I always forget, I've got an intro now. But welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it as always, and you are going to appreciate this episode <clears throat> with Sadia Carone. Um, I'll talk more about her in just a minute and bring you our uh, hilarious conversation we had on uh, the uh, discussion occurred on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, so <clears throat> it was a nice excuse to uh, enjoy a beverage um gosh let me think here what was i going to talk about i i I first i want to uh, get in the habit if i notice them i don't do this enough but i had a nice review on uh, apple podcasts from uh this person is lamb double oh seven lamb underscore double oh seven uh titled it the one and only Five star review. I love Jeff. He is too entertaining. Listened twice to hear more. This was so happy and funny and good. Smiley face. Thank you, Lamb 007. And uh, thank you all who uh, popped down there and give me a five star rating on Apple, or you can do it on your phone on Spotify. And uh, thank you all for, uh, you know, subscribing over on the YouTube channel. I got a couple things brewing. There, um, as you hear this, I'll have put up not my final drunk Jeff eats, but um, maybe the final one where I'm actually drinking for a little while. Just because I'm 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 not quitting alcohol. I'm just taking. I took 19 days off uh, earlier this year. I'm going to take another. Uh, we'll see two three weeks uh, here. Just just trying to uh, jumpstart some weight loss. Um. I've got a, a TV interview a couple weeks before the Women Want Everything premiere, which is May twenty seventh, and I just want to look a little bit a little bit slimmer uh, on TV and uh, at the premiere. Like to you know look good, feel good, feel good, play good, play good, pay good. I think that's what Dion said, something like that. So, yeah, very excited about that. Thank you to everyone who has reached out to me about the uh, initial trailer for Women Want Everything that's dropped. And for those of you who have uh, let me know, they're going to uh, be at the premiere. You can buy tickets. uh, You can find that link on the uh, Facebook page for the Jeff Macalino podcast. I guess I should probably put it in the show notes as well. The uh, There is another project I'm going to be starting on YouTube shortly that should be a weekly show. It's not going to replace this show, of course, uh, but it will, uh, well, I don't even want to say compliment it. It'll be a different thing. It will start on my YouTube channel uh, and maybe migrate over to its own if it grows to uh, warrant uh, such a thing. So check that out. It'll be an enjoyable uh, video. Uh, show that uh, hopefully you will find amusing. Uh, all right, Sadia Karone. She is a comedian in Vegas. Um, she is very funny. She has a an album out, a comedy album of uh, songs uh, that uh, focuses on uh, male genitalia. We'll just say that because I know you're not supposed to say certain words in the first five minutes of a podcast, so I'm not, (laughs) but I will a lot in this interview, so mom, if you've stumbled onto this one, I don't know if you're going to want to hear about your son's uh, conversation that he's going to have, but everyone else is going to enjoy the hell out of this one because Sadia is hilarious, and I expect big things uh, from her, and uh, definitely someone who... uh, I anticipate I will continue to be in contact with uh for for uh hopefully long time to come. So as I gulp down my coffee because I can't set that temperature where if I don't drink it I'm going to dump it and I'll feel like a dope. Um because, you know, I'm on such a tight schedule that I couldn't wait to get make my coffee until after I recorded this. Or drink my coffee and then record this. You know how it goes. All right. Enjoy, enjoy this chat. Uh, but first, a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, folks. You know, I talk about mental health on this podcast a lot uh, with my own struggles. Uh, a lot of times I will talk to guests about their struggles. And uh, that being said, I uh, want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether that's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professional professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy but with a therapist who is custom picked for you more scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price as a bonus you get 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash macalino that's com slash m-a-c-o-l-i-n-o all right, everybody, I'm very pleased to welcome Sadia Carone to the Jeff Macalino podcast. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Happy St. Patrick's Day.
0: Yes, you as well. I. Uh, it's the only reason I'm drinking this early is, you know, I'm like, Of course. <laughs> I think I'm like 11% Irish or something. So,
1: oh, th- there you go. So it's 110% today, right? Because everybody gets upped for
0: St. Yeah. Patrick's Day. I wasn't drinking this time yesterday. For no reason at all, I swear.
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna let you do you. <laughs> you're you're great at it.
0: Hey, well, uh, we'll we'll see we'll see at my next physical what my doctor thinks about <laughs> how great. <he> is. <laughs> um. So Sadia, I wanted to you uh, you were out in Vegas, uh, yes. and uh, I I quite enjoyed watching uh, uh your comedy. Um, Thank you. So I I guess let's let's start with uh, you know, I you weren't born in Vegas.
1: No, no, absolutely um, not.
0: So let's kind of start with your your journey into comedy in Vegas. If you if you if you want to start there, I'll I'll let you have the floor and, and give me all that background.
1: <laughs> okay, please cut me off. I mean, I'm an interrupter, so please cut me off. If you wait till I'm done, we'll be here till tomorrow morning. Um, So how I started comedy in Vegas. Well, I've been told I was funny ever since I hit adulthood really. And I grew up in a professional family. So comedy and acting and that stuff, like I used to just scream at the universe. Doctors go to med school accountants, get their CPA stockbrokers, get their series seven. How do you do comedy? Like, what do you do? So one day I was in New York where i lived at the time ranting as I do, because my coworker had said it was hilarious. And he looked me in the eye and he's like, I do stand-up comedy. And I was like, oh, oh my God. (laughs) He gave me a free ticket to his show and he sent me to an open mic. And he came and saw me and said that I would do great. So I've had this kind of, I don't know, ADD, bipolar relationship with comedy where I really want to do it and I go. But it's so many guys. and not always the most emotionally healthy, wonderful guy. So occasionally I hit a point. I'm like, I need to take a break, took a break in New York, got out to L.A. I started working with Matt Taylor, whose brother uh, owned the comedy store. Mm. So I would get stage time and that coached me and I would show up to gigs with my comedy crew, my, my six comedy brothers. And I say brothers because that's what we were. Uh, and then things went a little sideways and then I was in Vegas and a friend was like, Hey, I'm going to this comedy open. Like you should come. And I was like, you know what? I can do stand-up. So we went, I did my three minutes. I of course did my best three minutes from all the years of experience. And the manager at wise guys out here in Vegas came up to me and he's like, you've done that before. You know, this isn't your first time. I'm like, no dude, not my first rodeo. He's like, well, I hope you come back. And that was over a year ago. Uh, I first hosted at Wise Guys, which means it was a paid gig, back in May, and I debuted my first comedy song that's on the album. That's where I debuted the song Dicks, and I played guitar on it, which I'm very proud of because I'm new to guitar. It was an instant hit, and it's just been a roller coaster ride of awesomeness since then.
0: Is uh, did you learn to play the guitar for the for the song for the comedy? Or was it something you you kind of knew?
1: Well, the stimulus check, one of the stimulus checks bought the guitar. So I'd been playing at (laughs) that point for close to a year and a half. But it's a classical guitar. So it's not really a rock and roll guitar. But I knew some chords. I think I know six. And I just slapped all six chords into the song.
0: (laughs) Did you do all, because listening to your album, a few of the songs, or at least a couple of them, were a lot more complicated musically than, uh, than uh, yeah, others. Did like... you do all of it? I was no, like, no, I, no. I'm trying to figure out how I'm like, is she laying down different tracks? I don't know how this works.
1: <laughs> no, no. I had a producer who's been playing guitar for 30 years. His name is David Doran. He's in the band suicide clutch. He won a Grammy for sound engineering a few years back. Oh, wow. And so he, he thought it would be funny for the comedy album to have me play, you know, my kind of sad guitar. I mean, I technically play, but uh, so people who know nothing are impressed, but people who know something are like, who's this child? <laughs> <laughs> but, so all the good, good guitar part uh, was hand, like everything except music and lyrics was my producer. That's what I brought to the table.
0: Gotcha. Well, uh, that's arguably, I would say not even arguably the the humor is more important You you know, in in your album, at the very least, Uh, I guess if you're listening to the Beatles, you're not listening for the jokes, but (laughs) different genres, I would say,
1: you know, I I would tell even my guitar teacher, bro, I'm not even going to play lead guitar in my own band. (laughs) I'm happy. I'm a dork. I want to play Mozart on my guitar. I want to play Beethoven on, on my guitar. I played piano as a kid yeah I know some chords and maybe one day I'll get an electric guitar and really try to get good but there are people that are so much better than me just let me do the comedy okay let me do the lyrics and the melody and I'll leave what I cannot do to the people who can do it
0: yeah one of these days I, I want to learn to be just passable at the guitar
1: just, Ooh, ooh just... I can help you kind of I mean <laughs> the blind in one eye you know can teach the blind in two eyes
0: <laughs> i you know what's weird is so like when i was younger i kind of just self-taught myself the piano just but not like well but like i i i was able to play the house of the rising sun on the piano just oh the piano God, part nice. of it uh i couldn't do that now i could probably i could probably get married i could read simple music still but but i'm i'm watching i was at my brother's uh complex and everyone was in bed and he had a guitar so i take it out and start trying to figure it out and i put on a youtube video i could not do one thing correctly i was just like all right um, i I mean i was very intoxicated and i think i'd done edibles (laughs) as well so there might have been some other influences involved in my lack of ability but i still usually pick things up better drunk than i did the guitar
1: Guitar is painful, man. There's a huge learning curve because the way um, most people learn is your non-dominant hand, which is my left hand, right? It's just been sitting there as dead meat attached to my body for my entire life. Mm -hmm. And then you're trying to make your fingers do very specific things and they don't listen because it's muscles that you've never used before. So I've been playing for like two and a half years now, and I finally feel like I can kind of do something. I played guitar at a music open mic where the standard is arguably much higher. I did that last week. And I did my song, my Dick song (laughs) with my six chords and no one said that I was terrible. So it takes a really long time. You have to be very patient piano. It's pretty easy because you're just pushing down, you know, it's flat, but with the guitar, you've got six different strings. So it's like six different pianos. In a sense, because the A string you start on A and you go up, and the D string you start on D and you go up, so it's it's really hard.
0: But it's it's worth it. I, I don't know. This is probably just making excuses, but like I was told, like I have very large hands, so I was told like it was really helpful for the piano. But I I do think it gets a little crammed on the guitar when you you don't have as much operating space as.
1: Yeah, so you might be better at a bass, which would be four strings. And so you've got a little less stuff in the way as it that were.
0: would that 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 would probably be better. the, the less strings if they have a two string guitar, I think I could probably nail that in I don't know. Depends well, how much funny. I drink.
1: <laughs> well it's funny because like you can't change certain things about your body. Like you know, I can wear heels and get taller. Girls can have operations to increase or decrease, whatever, but certain things you can't change. And one of those is your hands. Yeah. You know, I've met people with with hands that are kind of too small for guitar. So they make a three-quarter guitar. Mm. You know, like there's stuff that you you have to just kind of live with. And if you don't have guitar hands, well then play bass, like whatever. Like there's room for everybody, but you might not fit where you think you want to, if that makes sense. Yeah. Go, I want to play guitar, but if your hands are going to make it really hard, find something that kind of works for them or stick to piano. Piano's respectable, you know?
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, uh, a piano is a harder thing to just like bust out at a party or on stage. Know, right? It takes a little more preparation and forethought. Yeah. And- yeah, <laughs> You're right. You're right. I, I just want to be the cool guy who could just see a guitar and be like, Hey, you mind if I grab it and able to just strum a song out? And, you know, I just you want to be that, that guy.
1: You can do that. So, so if your hands are big, it's going to be a little tough to move between chords, but um, I'm learning this third eye blind song and I'm just doing the easy chords. I'm like, I don't care. Uh, a and C. Oh, I can do those. Moving between them is really hard. But if the chord's too hard, I'm just not going to do it. I'll just sing. I'll just sing the note and play my sad. <laughs> I mean, match my ability to what I can do. I'll just play every C chord. I don't care. Work around me.
0: That's I, yeah. I guess if you can sing over the guitar, it kind of yeah. lets you cheat a little bit.
1: Absolutely. That's what I found.
0: <laughs> so the um, the 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 total dick experience. That's the name of her album, folks. This is <laughs> mom. If you stumbled onto this episode, you probably don't want to keep listening. Well, okay, uh
1: <laughs> so so just let me explain because you know it's not only fans. I make that very no, clear to people. yeah <laughs> Definitely not only fans. There's enough of that in the world. So as I mentioned before, being a woman in comedy. It's rough. I mean, there's just no no two ways about it. It is rough. And out here in Vegas, we've got such a great stand-up scene, and wise guys is a huge part of that. Uh, back in New York, if I remember correctly, it was two drink minimum, ten dollar cover, and bring ten people to get stage time. Mm. Here in Vegas, you don't pay if you perform. You can go on Tuesday night. Anybody can get on stage for three minutes or two minutes if it's the end of the night. And so I would, you know, guys get up and they talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. And one night I went home and I said, you know what? People find me reasonably attractive. What can I do in my three minutes to make the world a better place? What do I wish these guys knew? Because when they're young, like before they hit 30, you know, somehow all this porn has convinced guys that they need to have a 14 inch long to get a girlfriend. (laughs) And that's just not true. It's just not. So I wrote, I wrote the song, you know, lots of different dicks. Some are short, some are thick. And then it ends with no matter what dick God gave to you guys, you have hands in a mouth. So just use them too.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. As, as a drunk, I, I've got to say, those are your most valuable tools because you never know what, what's going to happen down there anyways. It's going to work
1: or, or not work.
0: That's... Guys
1: come up to me and, and look me in the eye and say, I love you because of this song. Um, guys have been like, oh my God, that's my favorite song. And so I sang it first at Wise Guys, and then someone said, oh, you should go to this musical, but mic can sing it there. And it just was like this instant hit. I mean, I would show up, and I always dress very conservatively because of what I'm singing about. You know, the dress to the floor, and I'm covered up got the long sleeves, where it's kind of fashionable. It's not like a burlap sack, but it's pretty clear that I'm not looking to hook up that night. And I started singing it, the music opened like. And every time I would walk in, people are you gonna sing your dick song, you're gonna sing your dick song. And now I got the crowd singing along with me <laughs> like a rock star. So people kept asking, where can I buy the song? And I don't know anybody out here with a with studio. Back then I didn't know anybody. So I got on the mic one night and I'm like, hey, people wanna buy my dick song. If you have a studio, if you know a producer, I gotta find somebody cause I'm sitting on a pile of money. I just need to make this happen. So this guy walked up to me and put his card in my hand and he's like, call this guy, he can help you. Well, little did I know that this guy had worked with the Imagine Dragons and the Killers.
0: Jesus.
1: Yeah. So I sang my song to him over the phone and he said, it's a hit. What's your budget? And I was like,
0: "Uh, I don't understand.
1: (laughs) he "Uh." He was like, okay, Sadia, let me make some phone calls and I'll get back to you. So uh, after about a week or 10 days, he had told me to call him. So I called him and he's like, you know what? I know the perfect guy for you. His name is Doran. He's really cool. He's gonna give you a great price. Um, The guys I work with are $250 an hour. And I said, I'm sure they're worth it. I'm just not there yet, you know, in a financial way. Like I hope to get there. I really wanna work with you. So I went and I worked with with David Doran. He has a studio in his own house. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy. And, you know, most studios have, like, one or two microphones. He probably has, like, 50. This guy just lives on planet music. And in that song, Toilet Bowl, that's him taking a whiz.
0: Oh, is it? (laughs) That was one of of my questions, by the way.
1: (laughs) I got really excited. Um, So I was in the control room. I want to make it clear I didn't see anyone's package. I don't know what was going on. I was the... um, assistant sound engineer because i would click record and i would click stop i pushed two buttons and so i was in the recording room and and he took a microphone into the bathroom and he <laughs> he he made a big deal of how we peed in the water and on the porcelain to get two different tones and when he said that i was like my god some people just live on planet music i mean this man lives and breathes and eats and probably forgive me shits music um he just hears all the sounds, all the sounds. So I need to listen to the song again to figure out which was the pee in the bowl and which was the pee in the, like in the water versus the porcelain. But it was a big deal to him. And he was very proud of it.
0: Oh, I, I I could tell, I could tell the difference. (laughs) If i if I'm sharing a a hotel with somebody or uh, just someone spending the night I, when I go to the bathroom, I, you know, you hit the water, and I'm afraid I'm going to like wake up the other person up. So, common courtesy, I aim at the porcelain. Which, oh. in the middle of the night, when you're going to take a leak, is also a yeah, uh,
1: kind yeah.
0: of a shaky decision.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, you know, I've learned so much because apparently now I'm the unofficial dick expert. So here's a funny story. So I've been so now in my set, I always try to save time to at least do one song. Um, occasionally, I'll just get up and do three minutes of songs, but I do enjoy doing actual stand up. So, I'm trying to sing a little bit less and, and get back more into the stand up. Well, one night I roll into the club, and you know, it's almost like high school because you show up enough and you kind of get to know a lot of the people. And uh, one of the comics I know, he is probably, I know he's over six feet tall. He's probably like six foot nine, six foot 10.
0: Oh, wow. So, <laughs>
1: Yeah. So he comes up to me and he's like, Sadia, I, I have an idea for your toilet bowl song. And I was like, okay, tell me. And um, he said, well, Sadia, by the time a boy's about four or five, he learns that you can't hold the base of the penis when you pee, because then it's going to go everywhere. You have to hold the tip. And I looked up at that man and I said, Listen, garden hose, I hate to tell you, but some guys' dick just fits in their hand. And that's not an issue because they're getting the base and the tip at the same time. And his eyes, expl- like his brain exploded. He was like, What? I was like, Yeah, it's some guys can just grab the
0: whole thing with their hand.
1: So thank you for sharing. Uh, <laughs> Your new nickname's garden hose.
0: You, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess, I, I, I'm assuming you you laugh along with it, but you probably know more about uh, way too many guys' dicks than you care to, but I, I, well, I, I
1: any girl, any <laughs> girl is going to know. So I've I've played my song, uh, for some of my friends, of course, and I teach English to people in Brazil. I lived in Brazil for two years. I speak Portuguese. And one of my students was like, Sadia, your dick song, it's stuff that every girl knows, but we never talk about. You know, if you have more than one boyfriend, you've probably seen more than one. So there was a whole
0: variety.
1: <laughs> and uh, I don't know what guys do, but I imagine you don't spend too much time checking out each other's junk.
0: No, no, not, uh, not, I don't at least. I just assume it. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't assume everyone else is the same. No, yeah guys don't even because guys can't even have honest conversations about their junk because you're not you know otherwise every guy I know has a huge hog and right you know (laughs) when
1: I well I got this idea to write the song blue balls and it had to be a blue song which is kind of hilarious because I don't even know enough to know I was like that's a genre of music and it's called blues. And I want to write a blue ball song that's in the style of the blues. And thank God my producer knew what I was talking about. So then I get to roll up into the comedy club and I go to every guy I know, not not the ones I don't know. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm writing a song about blue balls. Can you help me? And everybody's (laughs) like, well, that has never happened to me. I'm like, of course it hasn't happened to you because you're fabulous. But have you heard any of your guys talking about this? Because like with Ball, I got some insider information from some actual guys who have peed um, (laughs) to make the song more real. And so finally, one of my friends who shall remain nameless, and I'm just going up to everybody. He's like, okay, Sadia, I've got a story for you. And he told me this story of how he was making out with this girl who's in his 20s in a park. And it happened to him. And I used that in my song where we were making out for an hour or two, then it became three or four, and he had to run out the door.
0: Because I was (laughs) like,
1: couldn't you just go to the bathroom and like, forgive me, whack it out? Like, I don't know what you guys do. He's like, (laughs) no, it didn't like work that way. Like, is it worse than getting kicked? He's like, it's about the same. Yeah. And then apparently (laughs) you literally have to whack it out and it's the worst. This is what I've learned because the only way out is through and you just have to do it and you don't want to do it and the whole thing sucks. But that was kind of mind blowing because girls, we run a lot slower and you know we're kind of happiest when we're just like cuddling and talking and snuggling i had no idea that this can be harmful to guys i had no idea
0: i've I'm, I'm you know i've i've never heard what happens if you i mean if you don't relieve it i mean i i, I would imagine there 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 have to be guys who have gone to the hospital with blue balls i'm sure there's a medical i don't i don't know i just, it, it it can't relieve itself I mean maybe I I don't know.
1: Does it would it like explode?
0: I I don't know. Now I'm now I'm curious and I I really don't want to look this up on the internet. <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> I, no, no, no. I don't I definitely don't want that
0: professor. on my search history.
1: <laughs> no, no, no 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 no. Not even duckduckgo for that one. Just find a medical person.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, yeah. Just, I'm 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 going to call Dr. Drew and ask him. <laughs> You know, that's probably a question he's answered before, in fairness.
1: <laughs> you know, I think, well, when you find out, let me know so I can spread it to all the girls, because once I learned that, it's like, oh, that's why we get called, you know, a cock tease, or that's why men get so mad at us, Oh. But I yeah. literally sit and cuddle for like four days straight, like, oh, this is so wonderful, I feel so safe, I love you so much, I feel so happy. I had no idea that guys have a cuddle limit before it becomes a problem. So we need to spread this. We need to make a public service announcement about this.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm I'm sitting sitting uh I am I was super sleep deprived. Uh, don't ask me how. Well, I can tell you how I know. I fell asleep at sometime after eleven fifty three because I put in an Uber Eats order for Arby's at eleven fifty three last night. And I know I woke up, I I fell asleep, but I woke up quickly because at 1223, I opened the door and my food was waiting for me. So I mean, 30 minutes of sleep tops. And I went to bed, I ate my Arby's, went to bed, watched four episodes of Seinfeld, said this isn't happening, went downstairs and started working. And the great part of my work is listening to your album is work. So (laughs) So I'm a little sleep deprived, but my body won't let me sleep because it thinks 30 minutes is enough, apparently. And oh, wow. uh, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, wow, I, I I got so many ideas for dick songs. I'm like, she probably doesn't want to do a whole nother dick album. <laughs>
1: hey, man, if the material's there.
0: <laughs> that's the, uh, that's, see, I'm just like, I'm, I've got the alcoholic dick stuff, like the uh, the whiskey dick, you know, the, the. What oh, is not,
1: whiskey dick? No, that is
0: I... that is where you can get get good to go if you catch my visual drift, but it takes an act of God to actually finish. Well, um, you
1: know that's not a bad thing from a girl's perspective
0: it I, that's what I thought in college until it happened to me a few times and no, at a certain point, it's like, I, I stop, you get that shoulder tap and it's like,
1: Oh yeah. Okay.
0: And it's like, uh, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, that's an interesting, I, yeah, there's some weird situations you can get in with that.
1: You might not need my help on this album. I mean, I'm happy to work with you, but it sounds like you're, you're bringing all the, all the good stuff yourself.
0: Well, I'm not a, I'm not a singer. Like, I mean, I've one of my, one of my jokes I've, I've worked out on stage a couple times, but I haven't found the right thing is it's, I, I always say, you know, the, the anticipation a woman has like when she is going to see it for the first time, I mm-hmm. share that every time I, my pants come down because I don't know what I'm going to be playing with that night because I've, I abuse my body like a, like a, like a playground. I like, you know, sometimes it'll be long and strong. Sometimes it'll be a turtle. Sometimes it'll be, you know, you can slap it with a ping pong paddle. Nothing's going to happen to it. It's, it's, my guess is as good as hers. So I have that same eager nervousness excitement every time. Um, oh my God. So that's, that's a real alcoholic problem. <laughs>
1: wow i'm learning so much
0: yeah yeah i don't i don't know whether i'm gonna be good for 90 seconds or nine hours it's or or zero seconds it might just not it might be a failure to launch i don't know and then and then as you get older and you start getting tired when you have the 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 whiskey dick problem i don't know if you knew that i've talked to a couple friends about this men actually fake orgasms too what we're just tired and what? want to go to bed <laughs> hey you just uh you you yeah not to not to be too graphic here for my podcast but it's going to be labeled explicit so I'm off the hook but okay it, you pull out you make a loud groan you roll over and, i mean you know that's <laughs>
1: my mind is blown i i know this is a podcast so people can't see my my wide eyes on <laughs> the floor i'm like wait what
0: I maybe I just run with a degenerate group, but I I've done it, and I was like embarrassed to uh, say this to a friend, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I did that three days ago." <laughs> Enough's enough. Oh at God, a certain why point. don't we teach
1: this in sex ed because girls can fake. Like everybody knows, girls can fake. I
0: I just like to assume they're all faking. You know? <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I mean, no, I don't like. That's that's my problem. Is I'll I'll yeah. That's also why I, I you get the tap at a certain point, because it's like I was done an hour ago. I, I'm tired. And this is not pleasant for me at this point. And it's like, well, if I'd done that an hour ago, I probably would have been done by now. But I was pacing oh myself. My God. I'm a I'm a drunk. I don't have any sense of time. I don't
1: no You're a gentleman. You're pacing yourself
0: yeah That's admirable yeah i was probably honestly i probably was just thinking about football i know the joke is thinking about <laughs> baseball but i was probably like you know i, I like the say it's depth at running back this year oh my back's getting sore <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah so you're
1: only as sick as your secrets as they say and yeah so, you know if more people talk about it um, not to get too dark, I know this is explicit, but I would hate for someone to self-harm or possibly you know, exit the earth over something that they can't change. I mean, in my song, I, I know you. this is a podcast, so you can't see me holding up my little finger, but every time I perform teeny tiny, I wave my pinky around like some are teeny tiny, but don't get whiny. You know, it's just a lottery. We won the lottery in a sense by being born in this country. Mm -hmm. you know but there is no perfect size like there's a lid for every pot and I worry with so much porn going around which is two people who aren't in love that are getting paid to do stuff that often is not even natural I'm no expert I don't watch it but but from what I hear um it doesn't look natural it just is so crazy but I I want the world to know that there is somebody for everybody you know um no matter what you have some girl somewhere is going to be delighted with it and like don't, don't hurt yourself. Um, You know, stick around, like, wait, just wait and to find the right person. Um, I I hear some bad stuff, you know, comics talking on stage about women and talking to each other and bro, you have hands in a mouth. Like just get us there. Literally what, as a woman, let me speak on behalf of all of womankind, just get us there. Now I like it when a guy has a foreign accent I don't always date foreign guys, you know, (laughs) very few women have like a, a, what am I trying to say? Like a minimum, you know? And, but not all of them do. Some might be like, Oh, I have, you know, it has to be at least this much much or this much, but that's not all women. You know, most of us are pretty flexible. If we like you enough, we will love what you bring.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that's, that's one thing. uh, it's it's actually always it's often a trope in comedy movies and shows that like a woman's a bitch if she tells you like do this do that and i'm like actually i prefer it cuz every woman's mm-hmm. different too it's it's yeah. not it's not like a, you know the the buttons are different on every <laughs> When I drive a different car, I need to figure out where the windshield wipers are. They're not always <laughs> they're
1: not always in the same place. That's a great way to put it because guys are pretty simple. If he likes it, go faster.
0: Just- yeah <laughs> It's pretty it, go easy go to tell
1: with girls though, if if we like it, just keep it exactly the same. Don't speed up. Just keep it exactly the same. And I explained this once to a guy I was seeing, I'm like, you know we have two different hormones going through us, constantly women, and then one of them goes away and we freak out. So we are literally different every day. That's why I want to hear from you every day because I'm not the same person I was yesterday. The two hormones are just going up and down and I see the world differently. I need you to be consistent because I can be a hot mess (laughs) even (laughs) when I'm not, even when I'm trying to hold it all together. Like it is hard being a woman. We got to deal with a lot. So please make decisions, be consistent and be nice to me. It's really not not a lot to ask for, and I'll do my best to contain the crazy, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the you know the the ebb and the flow of of things. No, yes. it, it it is a shame uh, that there was a st- doctor Drew. I I think I already mentioned him, but he was I heard him talking on a podcast talking about dating apps, and he's like, you know, like only ten percent of guys actually get lave the same 10 bang all 100 of the women he's like he's like part of that obviously that 10 of dudes is they're they're sluts they're, that's what they are i mean you know a man a man could be a slut by the way <laughs> <laughs> obviously you know that but um he's like but the women keep picking the wrong guy over and over again he's like they're both broken but but the 90 percent of guys who are like uh, probably 90 percent of those 90 percent are pieces of shit too but <laughs>
1: <laughs> well the whole world is like upside down and backwards and sideways um do you remember the 90s i remember the 90s it was awesome
0: i was young <laughs> but i i remember some of it <laughs> I,
1: I i remember but um you know porn, like it's fake. And I realized that guys love it, but women hate it. And so I just have to accept that guys like it, but it's so unrealistic and watching tons of porn is not going to help you get a girlfriend.
0: Oh God, no, no. Um, I I actually watched uh, in my sleep deprived state while I was, while I was doing work, I watched the Netflix special on porn. Oh,
1: wow.
0: Uh, Yeah. It's It's, it's just weird. And I mean, I'm not saying I, but I'm, I'm no connoisseur of pornography, but it's like,
1: (laughs) I don't judge. I, I, it's just something I I don't get. Uh, But you know, it's like the way I explained it to somebody porn is like a five pound bag of sugar and you can eat that. And then you're going to get sick. Or you could take that five pound bag of sugar and make a cake and make brownies and eat just a little bit every day. And then it's going to be awesome but so i see porn marketing to like the the like dopamine i've heard people talk about but what you really want is all the rest of it you know you always have your dessert after the meal so you get your protein and your vitamins and your vegetables and your carbs like you get all that stuff you know the sex is supposed to come at the end back in the 1800s you got to sit in the parlor with the girls family and the girl would sit 6 feet away from you for like 30 minutes after church and you did that for 6 months and then you graduated to seeing her on Wednesday and Sunday you did that for 6 months and then you got engaged and then you you could maybe hold her hand for 6 months so by the time you actually got to see one girl naked in your whole life you had spent all this time with her and her family
0: it's uh it's just not maybe not the time component but it's kind of a similar idea though to the i've heard like the lowest divorce rate in the world are like the indian arranged marriages because it's (laughs) like well this is your your person figure it out you don't need to be you know there doesn't even need to be an initial attraction it just needs to be let's get to know each other and again statistically
1: uh, well yeah i
0: mean seems like it workout. (laughs) out
1: But let's talk about that for a minute. It's not like they go on a dating app and spend five minutes and find the best looking mate. Mm. They, they, the idea, I talked to an Indian friend of mine about this. You both want to level up. So you mm-hmm. make a list objectively of your attributes. Uh, I have a Mercedes. I have an MBA. I, my dad's a doctor, blah, blah, blah. And then they meticulously try to find the family that's like the perfect match where both people think that they're getting a win. And so even though the bride and groom are doing a ton of research, the families take this so seriously. And so, you know, they're meeting the extended family and blah, blah, blah. by the time the bride and groom meet, the whole family has agreed. Yes, we like you. Yes, we like you. And so they're going to be there to help support and explain and understand uh, the idea that I can get somebody better if this doesn't work, I'll just go on a, uh, on some app and meet some person and hook up tonight, man. I mean, that's not how I roll. I'm more of a relationship kind of girl. I use in my comedy. I talk about how I'm looking for a husband. It's a great way to weed out half the guys <laughs> that want to go out with me. I'm like, so uh, do you live at home? Do you have a job? Do you have a car? Did you go to college? Uh, are you vegetarian? Do you drink? Oh wait, where'd he go? <laughs> but I haven't had my heart broken either. So, <laughs> so there's that.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's seems like a healthy way to go about it. <laughs> that's I, I, you know, I, I had my own path, which has been like, eh, you know, cause I, I got married at 23 years old. Oh, wow. I, we had a child at 20 when I was 22 and we got married a, a year and a half later. So it was, and then divorced at 27 after the second child so I, know, relationships I, are hard i well uh, we were kids and i made the joke i'm like i i lived my 20s 30s and 40s between the age of 22 and 27 so i'm basically <laughs> in my retirement days now <laughs> i'm i'm this close to sitting on my sitting out on my porch all day with just drinking all day and screaming at kids hey stay off my lawn that's, I think you're a long way from that.
1: I I think you've got a, way more going on than you realize.
0: Well, I I, I have more going on uh, to to do that yet, but I'm not that far from that. Like it's like okay, it's I could way easily way. slip into that. I bought. I was I was a blackout drunk watching uh uh my buddy who was on the podcast last year, Chris Devon, and he does every podcast in a kimono. And I don't remember doing this, but Tuesday, I get a a, a fake silk gold uh, kimono and matching shorts, and I'm like, I know why I got this, and uh, I'm like, I'm I'm slipping into the, <laughs> I'm just gonna be the guy who wears a silk kimono and drinks all day. <laughs> My youngest kid is ten, so eight years from now, I think I'm totally above board to do that just all day just
1: (laughs) plenty of time to get your album out you know your drunken dick songs and and do a bunch more podcasts and maybe you know win some award or you know you have a film coming out you could win an oscar there's plenty of time we don't know what the future holds
0: yeah i I don't think i'm going to get nominated for an oscar for this one but but maybe a future one i don't know yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that that um That's so so when I uh, when I started just getting into comedy, I wanted to write like screenplays. That was my thing. And I started the podcast and started doing stand up because other comedians told me the best way to be a good writer is to just don't you don't need to worry about being professional. But do stand up, do a podcast, you'll you'll figure some things out, you'll come up with some ideas, you'll find ways to make things funny uh excellent advice um but then it's like now it's like ooh, I like acting so much better I I don't need to do I mean it's a lot of work and it's long days but it's like ah you know if I shit the bed they just say let's do that again not like I have to walk off stage and feel like I'm dead inside until the next time I go on stage yeah you know, yeah. the difference between stand-up and acting. Yeah, I can bomb doing something acting and it'll be like, let's do that again. Yes. <laughs> Jeff, you want to try it a little different? Um, well, one, take some pressure one of off. My proudest,
1: <laughs> one of my proudest accomplishments is my SAG card. I worked hard for that. Uh,
0: How did I, you get that?
1: Well, my first SAG voucher I got when I lived in D.C. I got cast on a TV show called Homicide with Andre Brower and Richard Belzer and I was Mm. the one extra. And I got to tell you, I had the world's worst headshot. I mean, this thing was just bot ugly, but they needed a nerd. They didn't need a supermodel. So they took the nerdiest, ugliest headshot that they had. And so I show up, I go from DC to Baltimore and I'm in the trailer with all the stars. And I'm absolutely terrified because I've never been on TV before. I was doing stage stuff. And Andre Brower came, came over and sat next to me at my sad little table and he was performing, I think, at the Shakespeare Theater. Like, I knew who he was. Like, he's huge. Mm-hmm. And he sat down and he's like, so what's your approach to acting? And, you know, I had some answers. I was like, well, you know, there's Stanislavski. We can go from the outside in or the inside out and blah, blah, blah. So for my character today, I'm literally an extra. But I had this whole backstory for this girl. And he was so kind to me. And he said, you know, you're one of us. You're going to go really far. And then Belzer, who was always, you know, a trip, um, he was in my scene and I had to walk past him or something. And at one point he, after we were shooting, we're all heading back to the trailers. He pointed at me and he's like, you're one of us. You're going to go really far. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. You know, like (laughs) trying not to be professional, but still being completely starstruck. And in that episode, I just handed some papers to some lady to sign. And the director was Italian. And he's like, she should say your name. What, what is your name, sweetheart? And I'm like, are you talking to me? There's like, you know, two actors on set. Um, and I said, well, my name is Sadia. And he's like, Sadia, Sadia, I love it. She will say Sadia, bring me the papers. So I got to be on TV for the first time <laughs> and they said my name. So when people was like, oh, that looks like Sadia. And then it was me. So like, that's that's my story of my first SAG
0: voucher. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I got asked that question uh, of what my... Uh, is shows you how much more professional you are than me Uh, the the question of what's your acting technique uh, I was asked that at the wrap party by the guy who played the character I played in the movie it was based Mm -hmm. off a play so he played him in the play and he asked me he had seen the dailies and all that so he's like I like what you did it's like what's your acting technique and I'm like I uh, pretend to be someone when the they say action and then I stop when they say cut. <laughs> and, and I'm like, sorry, I, I haven't taken any training. I'm just playing pretend. I don't know what
1: <laughs> But But you did it right because you got cast. Like, I mean, people can put fancy words on it, but that is basically what you do. Um, in your answer, you, you knew that this guy wasn't you and you had put some thought into how, how to be him. So I oh, yeah. said it in fancier words and I read some books and I took some classes, but at the end of the day, you nailed it. Cause that is what you do. Now they're method actors who never turn off. You know, they walk on, onto the, the set or, you know, they pull up in the parking lot and they're like, I'm the character and they won't answer to their own name. And they're in character, like a method actor, Oof. but you're like, no nope. he He says action. And I become the character. He says, cut, I go home. And you know, I, I do me.
0: Yeah, the only I played a guy with a southern accent, and <gasps> oh I am very self conscious about being terrible with accents. Oh my god! I have, I have a very good speaking voice. Yes, you do. So I've never practiced accents because why would I? Why would I hide this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, So even living in Florida, a southern accent, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. And uh, I, I was making the joke. I, I was kind of making the joke. I the um halfway through the filming of the movie, I'm like, I've never heard myself do this accent. I'm like, I might be ruining this entire movie, but now it's too late. I don't even want to hear myself do it because I just gotta stick with what I've been doing because I can't change yeah. halfway through the movie, especially because right. movies are I'm sure you know, shot way out of sequence. So exactly we shot scene exactly. three and seven the first day, and then we shot scene four and nine and one, mm-hmm. and the- mm-hmm. so you can't just have the character throughout the movie change accents. I'm like continuity, so continuity. So, so the trailer came out yesterday. The unofficial initial really? trailer came out yesterday, and I'm like, Phew, all right, it's okay, it's fine." Like, no one's no one's gonna be like, "That's the fakest accent I've ever heard." No one's gonna, no one's gonna be watching a comedy movie like I don't know. His dialect seems inconsistent. I get you know t- what's <laughs> so
1: funny though. Well, congratulations on pulling it off. Okay, Dad, that's <laughs> huge. Let's take a moment and recognize your talent. I had to do a play with this guy who's from the South and I'm from Ohio, but we would vacation in the South so we would drive because my dad was cheap. We would drive through West Virginia and Virginia and then uh, Tennessee and then I think comes North Carolina and then South Carolina one year we drove all the way to Florida. So what when I try to speak Southern, I apparently have a little bit of a whole lot of accents up in me. And he was a little offended by that because he was so good. He's like, you sound like Oklahoma with Miami and a little bit North Carolina, a little bit South Carolina, and then some Kentucky. And I was like, well, I've been to all those places. I just pick it up wherever I go. So at least you did one thing right, whereas I tend to do 12 things inconsistently.
0: See, that accent you just did sounded way better than mine. I'm just gonna say yeah,
1: but, but, but that was my incorrect. Where the hell are you actually from? That was my pan Southern. That was my I spent a little bit of time in a whole lot of places. and it just comes out how it comes out they,
0: the the uh, i'll I will point out to credit just just because this happened yesterday, the director of the movie, Rod Grant, called me um oh. just to, to just to talk about like the trailer and uh, he wanted to know what I thought. And I told him that same thing about the accent. He's like, you know, I would have told you. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. like, I guess I knew that inside, but I'm still like, until I saw the trailer and I, I probably had the most face time in the trailer. <gasps> I'm like, until I saw the trailer, I still assumed I was going to get cut out of the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. They, <laughs> so, Yeah. So, but he, he's it's like, true. I would have told you if you were screwing up the whole movie because you had a stupid accent. I'm like, yeah. I, I, I used to do impressions all the time, and then I recorded myself doing them, and I'm like, that just sounds like me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you learned an important lesson, which is no one cares what the actor thinks. Uh, when I do background, I did a lot of background when you're an extra in LA, and it's really hard to be intelligent. And to do background, I tell people your day can be miserable or your day can be awesome. Turn off your brain. We are furniture, okay? If you want to direct, then you get to boss everybody around. What I'm going to do is I'm going to be quiet and learn and trust. I'm going to shut up and watch and learn. They're not telling us everything. We're like the children in this production. Your parents don't talk to a four-year-old about the mortgage and the health insurance. So just let it go. Can you count to three? And can you walk over there? And can you remember where you started? Congratulations, you just aced background acting.
0: <laughs> it's, I, I yeah. Well, I think I think uh, the background actors in this film are going to be heavily featured because
1: oh good
0: they were. I mean, feel like you're going to get some good shots of them reacting to uh, awesome. Yeah, I I, I, a... I I think so at least. <laughs>
1: We did a Netflix thing here back in October called Obliterated. And I can't tell you anything about it except it's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, you you hear them, the stars recording. You kind of piece together what's going on, and the crew kind of tells you like what's going on. It's a really really cool idea, and uh, that's going to be coming to Netflix soon. We hope it gets picked up, so they'll come back and film here more often. We want more work in Vegas, please. Everybody come to Vegas and shoot.
0: Oh, and they film that in Vegas? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I do want... I, this is one thing I love. I know Jimmy Kimmel... Uh, is is wise guys his comedy club or is that another no. one?
1: so wise guys has one here in vegas they have a huge one in salt lake city and then they have a few more in utah and they just opened up one in boise jimmy kimmel just opened up his own comedy club and some of my friends are opening there for the like famous comics uh, casper's going to be there next week really happy for him he has his own comedy club by the link which is our ferris wheel thing So he's right on the strip. Wise Guys is in the Arts District, which is kind Mm. of downtown. And the club in Vegas is beautiful. It's smaller than the one in Salt Lake where they have like five different rooms. uh, But it's a great, great, great space. Uh, So Jimmy Kimmel's doing great. Haven't been to his new club yet, but everybody's talking about it.
0: Well, I I love same with film as, as stand up is I love the decentralization of being like, you have to be in New York or L.A. or you can't have a career. It's like, I don't want to live in either of those places. Like,
1: yeah, not anymore, for sure.
0: And New I York, I, yeah. I have kids. I I, de- I, couldn't afford to live in either one of those places. <laughs> you know, like... It, wait, wait, it's... wait
1: until your, your film career takes off. You, I could see you in L.A. L.A. and Florida aren't that different. New York's a different story. But I think you would like L.A. I,
0: I probably... I, I, from what I've heard, I would probably prefer L.A. to New York as far... At, at least... The weather's closer, <laughs> so I'm familiar with. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's really spread out. LA, I think, is 100 miles end-to-end, and the public transportation is nowhere near what New York has. But uh, because it's so spread out, you know, people who in New York would never have a house, like, everybody kind of has a house. Because that's just what you do. It's the size of an apartment, but it's a house, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's uh Yeah. That that would be the the dream is to to have the, uh, but I do like that you know you can film things in Florida, Vegas. Yeah. I know New Mexico has been a yep, hotspot for a while now.
1: In, uh, North Carolina, I think, has has had some
0: stuff lately. Yeah, and Atlanta, and
1: Vancouver, Toronto, of course. But we're trying to keep it here as much as we can.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I hope it I hope it continues. And same with comedy, like when Rogan opened his thing in in Austin, or I you know. Just uh, and I know there's got Nashville has a blossoming scene as well. And it's like, that's great. Just you shouldn't have to live in New York or L.A. to be a stand up comedian. It doesn't make sense.
1: Well, let me tell you something about Nashville. I was looking at going out there because I'm putting together a serious album. I don't just sing about dicks all the time Uh, (laughs) to get on stage at an open mic this place wanted three letters of recommendation for paid gigs, which oh. I have, you know, I have to kind of chase people down to get these letters. Whereas for wise guys, open mic on a Tuesday night, you just walk in the door. <laughs> if you just get there before seven, you'll get on stage. So people have been warning me about Nashville. It's like, you've really got to up your game. I was like, wait, this is an open mic. And I need three letters of recommendation from paid gigs like we just don't do that out here I'm trying to explain to like the club managers like hey man can you write me a letter and they're like sure what do you need I'm like I don't know
0: I I I was excited I just saw on Facebook like 10 minutes before we we started this that uh uh downtown St. Pete like a mile from my house was starting a Tuesday open mic five dollars and I was excited about paying five dollars to do five minutes Um, so you, you've got it even better at wise guys where you don't have to pay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, I think that the guy who owns the club specifically knew what he was doing, you know, because everybody has to start somewhere. And I'm reminded of a saying, I used this in my comedy a couple of weeks ago, you know, this temple was being built and some people brought gold and silver. Some people did the work to build the temple and some people, all they had was the, the love in their hearts. But each one of those contributions is equal of, of equal value. So when I roll into wise guys, I'm always trying to find the new people. I'm like, Oh, here's the bathroom. There's the clock. Here's the stage. Give me your camera. Let me get a picture of you on the stage. This will be for your Insta. Come on. It'll it'll be much better. Come on. Let's do this. I introduce them to people. I'm like, get everybody's Insta. We all follow each other. Do you know where the other mics are? Blah, blah, blah. you know, here's where we hang out outside, Blah blah, I'm sorry. You know, any questions?
0: There's the comic who always has cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not me i'm kind of straight edge uh, no, I but don't. i could kind of point you in the direction if if that's your if that's your vibe <laughs> but it's such a lovely place and you know i've been going there since january of last year and comics that i started with like we've all grown i've got my album and uh this other guy's hosting his own mic and now people are some, some, of them get chosen to open for the guys at wise guys. Some of them are now opening at Jimmy Kimmel's place. I'm like, it'll be my turn soon, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, but everybody's growing and developing. And one of the best things is that we have a community, you know, like you see the same people every week for a year and you get to know them. And I've run my jokes past these guys and they help me and I help them. I'll be like, dude, I love that joke. Or i have an idea i'm like what if you said this like oh my god that's brilliant uh with my toilet bowl song the comics helped me and i said dude just so we're clear i own all the rights to this shit right
0: it's <laughs> yeah. helping
1: me like i don't want any problems down the road They're like no, no no it's fine it's yours i don't care don't actually mention my name
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah if you keep quiet as to what i told you, you no problem <laughs>
1: Well, here's a funny idea. Someone said I should license that toilet bowl song to the casinos for the men's room because it walks you through the steps. So after I, I started doing dicks, dicks, lots of different dicks, I would sing that all the time. It was my song for a while. One of the comics came up to me and he's like, Sadia, I was taking a leak the other day and that song dicks, dicks, it's got a good groove. Why don't you write a song about peeing? And I try to cover all the steps, put down your phone give it a shake, tuck it inside. Apparently that's really important. You got to take a minute and make sure you tuck. So the zipper doesn't catch. Um, You got to shake it. So there's no dribble. Apparently that's an issue. And then at the end I say, you know, wash your hands. He's like, you know, if I'd been drinking, it would be helpful to have that song. Come on.
0: It's actually a great idea, not just for Vegas, but for every, any place that has an independent, sound system playing in a men's room yeah it's a genius idea
1: thank you i went to dick's last resort back when i had dicks 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 and i was talking with them for a minute and then um they were gonna bring me in and then something fell through trying to contact uh the trojan the the condom people Mm -hmm. to license my dick song So the goal was not to go on an international tour singing the Dick songs, right? I think the goal now is to license them appropriately and then take that money to fund uh, producing a film or my second album or uh, one of your screenplays, for example, something like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's a great idea. Although I will say I had a heated debate uh, a weekend or two ago with my friends. I insist if it's available, you should grab a, a One little ply of toilet paper and wipe instead of shake. Hmm. I feel like it's more effective. I feel like guys just like to shake it just because it's fun. Yeah, but it's it's much more effective in control. You know, that's just me.
1: Well, you know what? I I will ask some some of the guys about that. I I don't have an opinion uh, because I, I don't have the equipment, but I will see what Vegas has to say about that.
0: Let me know. I'm in the bit, I'm in the minority amongst my friends, at least. It's like, nah, that's what women do. I'm like, that doesn't mean they're not doing it smarter than us. I mean, if they could shake it, maybe right. they would, but, but no. like,
1: no, no, wait, no. Well, because the paper going to absorb. So it is going to be more effective because no matter what you shake, there's always going to be a tiny little bit left.
0: And you, you can also shake it on yourself, especially oh. if you're drunk. So you know how many times I've got piss on my foot because of that? <laughs> I mean, not the only reason I have, but it's one of the reasons I have.
1: <laughs> oh, and you guys wear flip-flops in,
0: in Florida. Oh, like yeah, we don't wear like shoes that. in Florida. So
1: <laughs> Oh no, well if you want to co-write a song, piss on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You can go two ways. <laughs>
0: this is why you wear this is why you wear real closed-toed shoes so you don't get piss yes. on your toes. <laughs> wow.
1: I'm just learning more and more every day
0: yeah it's a it's a it's a complicated world those things I think Elaine Bennett said I don't know how you guys walk around with those things
1: I don't either I thank god I'm a woman I I think we have it easier we we suffer more I think overall
0: oh yeah Yeah, for sure yeah but as far as genitalia yeah
1: yeah our stuff is inside so that helps a lot I
0: I I think so Sadia um I think we could go on for hours but I won't make you do that um uh where can my listeners find you uh on the internets i know you've got you've got the album you've got socials let me have
1: (laughs) um thank you for this opportunity so you can listen to the entire album for free on spotify and youtube it's sadia music s-a-d-i-a Music, and we didn't have a chance to talk about the album cover. My producer did that. It's um, what is it? Three cartoon. <laughs> Pretty obvious. Which one is the is the Dixon girl? And then my Insta, uh, I changed it to Sadia Music, but I think it still comes up as Sadia Carone, all one word. Again, S like Sam, A D like David, I A, and then C A R O N E
0: awesome and of course as always those will be linked in the show notes uh thank you.
1: send me that trailer um if i can help you there's a lady out here a casting director um you should sign up with if you ever think you're coming out here she does all the hollywood stuff when it when it hits vegas
0: oh awesome yeah i will uh i'll i'll uh, shoot that i'll shoot you a link to it uh right after we get off Um I
1: can't wait to see it congratulations <laughs> this was great talking to you thank you for this opportunity
0: yeah thank you for joining me sadia
1: have a great day. Bye-bye.
0: All right, that's it. That's all. Hope you had a ball. Thank you so much to Sadia for joining me. Uh, had a very fun time. Hope that paper wasn't too loud. Talking with her uh, and check out her music, uh, the her YouTube channel where you can find her uh, album, The Total Dick Experience, and her Instagram, where she uh, puts up a lot of uh, new clips as well. Uh, those links, of course, are in the show notes. Uh, also, the link for Women Want Everything tickets will be in the show notes. I mentioned it's, it's at Greenlight Cinema uh, in St. Petersburg. And uh, the link you have to scroll down to Saturday, May 27th. find Women Want Everything, two showings. Uh, So take your pick if you are local to me. Um, I also, uh, you know, I got a copy of the movie poster uh, this week, just a couple days ago. Now I just need to figure out how to frame something very large. Uh, So if you got any suggestions on that, feel free to shoot me a line. (laughs) Ideally, the lowest cost possible. Uh, I just want something that, uh, you know, I don't worry about uh, if someone, if a water balloon fight breaks out, I I don't want the poster to be ruined. And obviously I want to hang it up and I don't want to, you know, put nails in the actual poster itself, you know, like a, like a child. All right. I think that about does it. Um, Again, please take the time if you have Apple products to uh, go to the podcast app and rate the Jeff Macalino Podcast. Uh, you can go on IMDb and rate the podcast and each individual episode. Uh, and uh, you can also rate on Spotify. And you can subscribe and follow me on Twitter. I had a great meme that, unfortunately, <laughs> it was great at the time. It didn't end up foretelling what happened in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Facebook, TikTok, Minds, shout out Bill Ottman, uh, and uh, YouTube, of course, make sure if there's one place you can do it, I would say YouTube, and um, boom, it's over. for listening it was amazing (laughs) i i loved it be sure to come back for another great episode i'm one wing away from jeff Macalino of the jeff macalino podcast how much time did you spend on thinking of the name of your podcast you went just straight that's my name i'll add the word podcast to it yep see you next week